0: Good morning. Welcome to Artful Living here on WKXL, New HampshireTalkRadio.com at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So my name is Jane Cormier and I'm your host for this next hour for Artful for Living. And we welcome you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, today is a really kind of cool laid back episode. Okay, it's old home week for me, and uh, we're going to actually speak with WKXL's general manager, Catherine Martinez, uh, and we're going to speak to all of the hats that Catherine wears. Um, one of them being my lovely daughter. So, see, everything spirals in a circle in life, and uh, so this this circles come around full from for me. Anyway, I don't know for Catherine, but certainly for me, because now I get to work with my daughter here at WKXL, and that's pretty cool, right? Every mother out there can can verify that for me. So, um, Catherine Martinez, welcome to Artful Living. Thank you.
1: <laughs> when you say my full name, I think I'm in trouble. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's not a good thing. You weren't in trouble that much. Why do you say no, that? No, I know. That's why when I hear it, I'm... ah. It's a oh, little okay. startled.
0: Yes, yeah. okay, so Catherine Martinez. Yes. Yes, there <laughs> it is. That's what she means,
1: folks. Such a long name.
0: <laughs> well, you have the Cormier in between. The Catherine Cormier Martinez. That's yes. right. So, you know, Even when longer. we were going through names for our kids here, dad and I decided that um, it was very Spanish to have the mom's name legally in the name of the child. Yeah. Which is why, you know, it's Catherine Cormier Martinez So, Christopher Cormier Martinez, right, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that was pretty good. I was, I, I, really liked that. I thought that was very forward thinking. So it is, yes. But we don't, we never really called you all three, did we? No, I think we just went with Catherine Martinez. Yes, it's a mouth, mouthful. Yeah. I remember those days. There weren't many, thankfully. <laughs> um, anyway, Catherine is now general manager in uh, media management, right? Right yep, here,
1: media, media management, and general manager. Right. So, how did you start out here? Radio production. Okay. Yeah, audio Audio producer. And so. when? When did you come in? Mm, I think it'll be two years with WKXL in July, okay. next month. So I awesome. was I was really only working with WKXL for about uh, a year, a mm-hmm. little over a year, yeah. when I got promoted to general manager. That's so. quite a jump yeah you're telling me was definitely unexpected but i'm grateful good so. for
0: you well, i think they're grateful too because you've done a great job thank I, you you know for for you folks out there artful living um for a couple of years you know we've been running the program a little break in between i think but before that many years ago when Catherine was just a little little kid uh, i had a program that i ran here weekly um remember i used to come down and we'd put the shows together, and then I took a little break, and then came back and started Art for Living. So Catherine would would be really little when I was doing the shows, and now she's grown up, and now here we're both at WKXL, and happy to be here, I might say. Uh, we both really believe in community, and we especially believe in community programming here on this station. Um, so it's pretty cool how that's all worked out.
1: So media management, tell us what does that mean? Media management, well, I guess it goes hand in hand with, um general management as well. Essentially, I look over all of our programming, our local programming, and see where we need to fill in the gaps. So uh, if we have gaps, we would fill it with syndicated programming and um, work with that schedule that automates to the satellite. Mm-hmm. So all of the lovely shows and commercials that you hear um, on the air is done by myself and my assistant programming manager, AJ Kierstead. So um, tag team effort, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of A lot of cogs in the wheel to uh, get that going and make sure that we're doing things by the book. So Right. And and since especially you're now trying
0: to do a little bit turn toward more community-based programming, not syndicated, uh, that's a big change, right?
1: Yeah, we definitely want to have more local programming as opposed to syndicated, and we're moving into that direction now. It's really helped... With the rebrand that we are instilling with health and wellness, um, it gives us more of a broader spectrum of conversation that we can have and Mm. and different programming outside of just talk radio.
0: And let me tell you, as someone that really believes that we're seeing so much less local everything, because we're sort of being overtaken by, you know, a bigger hierarchy these days. Local programming in every sense, local management of schools, local programming here at radio stations, um, can be really hard to keep going, can be real challenging. And the fact that WKXL has been doing this for how many years?
1: Oh, my gosh. Since 1946. Nineteen forty yeah, we, we are the longest-running independent radio station in all of New England. That is
0: amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that people know about it, or if they do know about it, I'm not sure that they really understand what that means. Because you're talking about history. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about history at a time when, uh, lo- you know, when as far as local news and community happenings, WKXL was winning awards. And uh, really,
1: they were it.
0: You know, mm-hmm. as far as local radio here in the area,
1: yeah, we were the hot spot for any and all local news. Um, it was quick, it was ready. You we were the first ones to address it, mm-hmm. and you know, then competition came in, and you know, such is the nature of the business media. There's there's a lot of competition, but um, we are still that. You right. know we we are still that, and and we're we're coming back full force with some right you know honoring our history and honoring where we came from and, and embracing the new that's it, and that's that is so important
0: because the history is important. The real history is 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 where the real future will go, and they are linked, even though we might not see it, they are linked, and when you can harness that history, um, it can really you know give you the foothold on what you, where you're going in the future.
1: Yeah, there's not, I I don't think a lot of people, I don't think we've actually ever discussed it before, but... You know, WKXL is in the process of doing a partnership with the Concord Historical Society. Um, a press release is still being drafted up to be put out there, so this is the first you're hearing from it if you're listening to today's <laughs> episode of Artful Living. Um, but uh, Concord Historical Society has been here quite a few times. Thank you, John. Shout out to John if he's listening. Um, and taking a peek at a lot of our historical archives. Mm. Uh, we still have a ton of reel-to-reels, cassette tapes, CDs, floppy disks of old Old interviews um, with you know past presidents, famous folk, you know celebrities, and we want to digitize all of that and put it in a database for the public to be awesome. able to access for not only you know the historical society but also for us. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be a big undertaking. Um, huge shout out to the Concord Historical Society for drafting up the grant and uh, getting a couple of interns here to uh, get the job done.
0: Wow. So and that's
1: going to happen this summer? That will happen this summer. Wow. Awesome, yeah. Catherine. Great job on that. That's a
0: big deal. You know, we're so busy and harried running our lives and we're, we're so overwhelmed by so many things. Um, it's it's just comforting to know that in, the, in one little aspect of our community... Someone harnessed the time and the energy to put that stuff down and and keep it historically accurate and and usable for the future.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal, and I would really love to re-air some of the older shows. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe we'll have a local programming show talking about the history and re-airing some of those old episodes Ah. of presidents and things like that so you know that'd be great yeah the opportunities are are endless truly but a lot of them it's interesting going through all the reel-to-reels so dusty by the way (laughs) it's just old you know it's been (laughs) put away forever but we were looking at some of the cases of the reel-to-reels and they're huge i mean these boxes are are big yeah and a lot of them weren't labeled and i think the, that was because we were so busy right. there was it was hard to keep up with it yeah. was hard to keep track of it all so um i believe we do have a real to real player in the back in the back bomb shelter mm-hmm. we have an um bomb shelter here in the building but um yeah it's, it's been a really great experience i learn a lot every time we have someone that comes in to interview and they hear about the historical archival we're we're doing they get very excited and yeah. they start to tell their story of what they did here How at WKXL, cool. or yes. if they worked here, or what their interview was like, or you know the people they saw here. So uh, it just brings back memories, and and that's the whole foundation that WKXL has been built on is not only you know serving our community, but also you know being the hub of, of family. We want everyone to feel like family here, mm-hmm. including our advertisers. You know, business at the end of the day, of course, but you know really creating those strong foundations of yep. relationships with people is important.
0: Yes, it is. It is. And and all of this really came to be, Catherine, when you took over general manager here. Um, and, and I could say that because I was here well before you joined WKXL. And I'm here now and I have seen what can be done when you harness, like you said, the possibilities that are out there. Yeah. And you have started to do that. So congratulations to you. And Thank you. I think KXL, WKXL is very lucky to have you you know, as their general manager. Thank you. Oh, I hear some music. You know what that means? That means that there's going to be some commercials. But you know what? Just hang on because we are going to come back right after the commercials. So hang on. Art for Living. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And welcome back to WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Don't forget New Hampshire Talk This is Artful Living and your host Jane Cormier. And today we're having a family reunion, Old Home Week, here on WKXL. Um, we have as our guest today actually the general manager of WKXL. And uh, in our first segment, we were discussing uh, all of the new things that she's bringing to WKXL, where where KXL is going in the very near future. Um, so we're going to switch gears here in uh, segment two of Art for Living. And we're going to talk about Catherine Martinez a little bit because I don't know how many of our listeners um, really know what you have done, Catherine, before you came to WKXL, and uh, Catherine, for those of you that might not know, is a very talented singer, and um, she had, you know, a thriving, uh, thriving little career going, doing community, uh, community musicals and some operas, and now conducting and directing. So she's she's growing. Uh, as she grows her talent. And uh, I th- I was here talking with Catherine before the show started, and we started discussing the Pittsfield players. Hmm. Now, the Pittsfield players have been on Artful Living a couple of times in the past. Um, and then all of a sudden I said, They haven't been on for a while, Catherine. Why don't we talk about Pittsfield players? Yes. And then you said, 2012 you said <laughs> i i was with them in 2012 when you were a mere 20 a babe yeah i was 20 and and tell us about your first experience with pittsfield players yeah
1: i auditioned for it's a musical actually called i remember mama um it's a play written by john van druten um based on katherine forbes novel and uh I got cast as the lead role as Katrin, that was quite great. literally. And that, that was my first performance with the Pittsfield Players um, in 2012. I was yeah. 20 years old. And ever since that day, I've never left. <laughs> yes. So you've been with them for that long. That's yes. great. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that show, um, of course, you're talking to someone that really loves musical theater. And for a great part of my younger years, that's what I was going to perform in. Opera came later to me. Uh, musical theater was everything. I remember Mama is was a play that a musical that when it came out did pretty well, but was quickly sort of left to the side um, as you know later years came in as kind of being uh, less than topical. You know what I mean? Old fashioned, right? Mm. But I love history, as you as we know. Um, and to me, those those older musicals that centered on more simple themes were the seeding of the ground for the great musicals that we have today. Yeah, we wouldn't have these musicals today if we did not have the work of shows like I Remember Mama, which was just a really beautiful, what's the word, down to earth. How's that down to earth musical about very ordinary people?
1: Yeah, it was uh, set in 1910 during World War One in uh, San Francisco. And it's interesting because Richard Rogers is the one that wrote the music for this, <laughs> for this musical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think of Rogers and Hammer, Hammerstein. Right. And uh, that was, that was him. So
0: right. mm-hmm. this was before he, he, you know, went to fame with Rodge- with Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so 1910. And it's like a little slice of, of what life was like back then. Mm-hmm. And how tight family and community were, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we also, your brother was, this was one of his first things. Actually, he, he did quite a bit before that, didn't he? He was about 12. He yeah, he been was about 12. 12. Yeah, He
1: was exactly 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he had a small role in that. He played your brother. He played my brother. <laughs> my little brother of, <laughs> of all things, yes. How funny, huh? It was a very, yeah, it was a very moving, moving show. Um I had a a blast. I had a blast directed by May Hart. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was wonderful. Do you remember what the theme
0: was of it? Like, what was it about?
1: So it was was set in San Francisco following the turn of the century. It was essentially a story of a Norwegian family's survival um, in, you know, the new world. Right. And it's told in retrospect by the eldest daughter, who is a successful writer who's recounting The start of her career and her childhood that inspired it. And that was my role. That was Katrin. And, um, you know, she talks about her mama. I remember mama. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. How cool, huh? Yes, it's definitely worthwhile uh, if you can find anything online or you can get a recording. A beautiful, beautiful Rogers, Richard Rogers musical. um, Mm. And Worthy, worthy of your time for sure. So, uh, you 2012, you were with Pittsfield Players, and how did that go after that? Like, what what happened after that?
1: I did quite a few other performances with them, um, productions with them, excuse me. I did, oh my gosh, South Pacific following that as Nellie Forbush. I did Camelot with them as Guinevere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's oh a fun gosh. role, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was that was a blast. That's one of the roles.
0: That's one of the shows that, if you don't like musical theater per se, let's say you're not into musical theater, you go see that show with all of the pageantry and the 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 singing it requires. Right, it it requires legit singing. Mm. And for Arthur, because that role was written. Uh, by Lerner and Lowe, that show was Lerner and Lowe's show, was written for someone that was a non-singer, really. Yeah. Um, it, it makes itself more accessible,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think, to someone that's brand new and doesn't really get the art form. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's one that you could go see and you'd become a musical theater fan. It
1: was fun. Yeah. My favorite was Oklahoma. When I did Oklahoma and Pittsfield, I hold that show near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I played Laurie you Williams. Can- you have good taste. You know, that show, another
0: Richard Rodgers piece, mm-hmm. is the historical linchpin to musical theater today. Yeah. It's the linchpin. Mm-hmm. Because it was the first time that they took dance, right? Because mm-hmm. dance, don't forget, up until that point in musical theater, was frosting. It was frosting on the cake. It was never <laughs> really anything that was going to further the plot. Um, it wasn't. Anything that was deeply, in, you know, deep in meaning, it was pretty. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. And in this piece, Agnes DeMille, who did the Broadway version, decided that the choreography in this piece was going to become part of the plot. Mm. And it did. And <laughs> That dream sequence. Yes, absolutely. But they had never done that before. Yeah. And it changed all musicals going forward once that was done. You know, just... Just amazing show. And again, historic in, in, in maintaining that little piece of history of, of what life was like, you know, in the central of the United States, in Oklahoma in that period when, you know, we were just finding ourselves as a nation, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell all of my kids, no matter how little, I even start to put this seed into their head in ways whenever I could find a window to do it or a door. And that is, while people may not really appreciate what art is all about, the one thing that is the single most important about the performing arts is that art will encapsulate a certain period or event in history forever. Forever. Mm. Because they make the musicals at the times that has a specific time frame that they're covering, right? So great art is great history. It will it, it, it maintains within its soul a historical moment and, and then flourishes it through the music and the you know the acting and the and the dance, what the pageantry, whatever it might be, right? So you can really judge a civilization. You can. You can actually judge a civilization by its art. It will tell you everything about the people of that civilization. Mm. And that's important to know because then you can you can take art and you could put it where it belongs, which is on a very high shelf,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, right? very high place. and not just like, yeah, well, whatever, right? Which is how th- sometimes I think we think of things,
1: yeah, nowadays, I feel like there's a lack of appreciation for art and culture, yes, you know. Um, and back then it it was definitely the forefront. It was the part of life,
0: right? It was a part of life. It gave people something to look forward to. It gave people to, t- things to talk about, to engage in. And it wasn't about having a, a division or a battle. or a. It was about bringing people together on themes that were pretty gen- generic, you know, widespread, big themes, love, sadness, fate. Um, you know, hard to beat that stuff. But uh, we certainly would not have the the formation of what musical theater has now become, which is actually more operatic in scope than it was during Richard Rodgers' time, let's say. True. You know, that he was writing.
1: Lori I felt, was a lot higher than I expected her to be as a, as a role. Really? Yeah, she sang yeah. operatic type. soprano. Quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those roles, especially, you know, with those composers, you, you feel like... They're a lot lower. Nellie, for example, for Bush was really low. Well,
0: they they deliberately lowered. See now, mm-hmm. uh, Hammerstein Rogers, Hammerstein was the librettist, but um, Rogers knew his singers mm. and he would write roles around the singer's best v- you know, vocal talent. True. And he knew uh, who was Nellie. Who was Nellie? What was her name? I'll think about it over the segment. Yeah. Uh she had a, she was an alto, mm-hmm. and so he had to lower. She also sang the original sound of music.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, they, they and they
0: lowered that one too. Yeah. Julie Andrews brought that baby back up. Yes, so that's true. very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, we we have another break. I think heading our way, I can hear the music. Uh, WKXL fourteen fifty AM, one hundred three point nine FM Concord, one hundred one point nine FM in Manchester, and of course New dot com. We will be right back. Hang on. We are back here on Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester and NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. dot Of course, if you miss any programs, you can go there, find our program that you might have missed, and you can listen to it at your leisure. So uh, today we're talking with Catherine Martinez, happens to be my wonderful daughter, and also general manager here at WKXL. And uh, we were talking about the fact that she has really so many hats that she has been wearing, especially through her young life. She was with Pittsfield Players uh, since 2012 and was talk. we were actually discussing uh, the Oklahoma, the show Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and the role of Lori, mm-hmm. and uh, how, you know what a great...
1: That that is one of the great female roles, you know. So fun, yeah. She's fun. She is great, yeah. She. It's interesting because for me, at least, I feel like her char- her character embodiment of her character. I didn't really need to work as much mm-hmm. because I just felt like Lori. Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, so fun. That's great writing, you know. Yeah,
0: that's great writing by uh, by a musician. To be able to make the role accessible to the person singing it, mm. because that's how good it's written, mm-hmm. lyric wise, lyricist wise, and music wise. Mm-hmm. Right? We are so lucky to have um, Richard Rodgers, Oscar Hammerstein, all these great composers, Lerner and Lowe, and you know Gershwin, because they really Cole did. Porter. Cole Porter, especially mm-hmm. uh, in the '40s and '50s, '30s, '40s and '50s, what just really highbrow. Um, I don't want to say sarcastic, but Cole Porter was just a whole different way of looking at things. Um, He -hmm. wasn't quite as simplistic in many ways as Rogers. high-minded guy, Um, but fun, fun guy. Cole Porter has quite a history. He did
1: anything goes, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, that was a fun show I did too. Yes, at uh, my high school. Yes, actually, and and you sang Hope, which is another legit soprano role. That was yeah, but that was before I could actually really tap into my. I was tapped into my head voice you yeah. know or like my higher register uh-huh. I was still very afraid of high huh. notes then you were a baby you were in yeah. high school yeah I wish I could redo that role no well you could redo that again. role today it's yeah. <laughs> true to
0: say you can't go back in time no, right? No. right? <laughs> but definitely a role you could you know easily be cast for today mm. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so I think that you have something uh
1: coming up don't you uh, performance-wise. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just got cast in *The Sound of Music* with um, Powerhouse Theater Collaborative in Laconia. Um, they'll be putting on *The Sound of Music* from August 11th to the 13th, I believe, um, at the Colonial Theater. So yes. it's a beautiful spot. I typically do *Christmas Carol* there every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this time I got cast as Mother Abbess. So yes. Climb every mountain, baby. <laughs> Gonna happen. It is gonna happen at thirty-one. So it's, it's gonna happen. That's all right.
0: It's good. So you know what? Tell us wh- how you feel about that. Be honest about it. Because uh, you know, this was a this was a conversation Catherine and I had a, a couple of weeks ago.
1: I had it with the director as well because I know I'm not getting younger, but I don't feel quite up there in age yet. You know, so I was like. I just wanted to go for something more my age, yes. you know, and then got cast as Mother Alice. <laughs> but
0: you know what? The vocal types are the things that do make these roles. It does. And your voice is more legit than most that would sing that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're ready to do it. Remember, even if I sing, if I'm 45, right, and I sing Mimi, me, me, mm. or if I'm 50, 55 and singing Mimi, me, 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 which many will do, Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I can't play Mimi, you know, yeah. as yeah. at the 18 that she is, right? Mm-hmm. 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. So it's really not relative age isn't relative. It's how does the voice sound? Yeah. You know, that that makes them and for, you know, a community production, right? Mm-hmm. That is probably going to have lighter voices in it than let's say, you know, professional. A, a professional group. Mm-hmm. Your voice is going to be perfect. Yeah, because your voice is a, is more, you know, I don't want to say operatic, but
1: classical maybe classical sounding. Yes, yeah, vocal, absolutely. Very classical vocal. You're going to be a
0: great Mother Abbess. <laughs> it's Just so weird. It's to a hear great that. role. I'm telling you. I told her the role yeah. is central to the show. Yeah. While everybody talks about Maria, you know, and and all those other characters in the show in the in the in the play now, because don't forget, if you go to see the play of The Sound of Music, like many, 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 I'd say the absolute majority of a musical theater that's made into a film, they tweak it Mm. and they tweak it to where they'll put in scenes that weren't there. They'll tweak order of numbers that you do. They'll change keys. As we said before, um, the gal that sang the Broadway original sound of music probably was a third lower than what they did with Julie Andrews when she did it in the film and they brought it up. So, you know, it's a big deal to understand that. But, um, Yeah, this this role in the musical, stage musical is central because she she opens it up singing with the nuns at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. right? She has her scenes with Maria where she tells her what's going to have to happen. And I really love that scene. I mean, I've played the role three times myself over Mm -hmm. the years, right? And um, that scene with Maria that she has in the first act where she tells her, you're going to have to now go and take care of these kids. That's what we're going to call you to do and maria pushes back Mm -hmm. and the trick for the mother abbess playing that role is to be authoritarian but not unlikable yeah right Mm -hmm. you know maria Mm
1: -hmm. like but she's listen to what i'm saying right exactly
0: (laughs) so you know that that right there cements everybody really liking that abbess and understanding what she's doing then then she goes through the wedding right maria comes back before she had the wedding, she Maria comes back because she's had that episode where she's nervous mm-hmm. about feelings that she might have. And uh, then she gets married. And then at the end yeah. of the, of the show, she ends the whole thing with climb every mountain and with the wording. I can't remember the wording, but the wording is basically um, you must never lose your faith and hope. Mm hmm that 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 you must never do it you will god will always provide
1: yeah that ends the show yeah she quotes the bible <laughs> i think she, she, she quotes it a few
0: times at the end yeah, yeah so come on this is the best this is the seed this is the thing that makes everything grow
1: yeah in that show it'll
0: be good yeah I,
1: mom was the one that convinced me to accept the role. good <laughs> well, you're her. gonna love it I, yeah i'm i'm grateful i really am now that i took some time to do some research and you know, get out of my head with the age difference, which I actually don't think it's going to matter based on the interpretation that the, dire- the director is yeah. going to be going with this, which I'll stay hush hush about until, you know, showtime. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm going to be very interested in character work yeah. with him to see how he wants me to portray yeah. a 65 year old woman <laughs> or, or if it's, it's just, just more the embodiment
0: I think or the embodiment. A 65 year old woman, she's very young mm. um, and she can't be that much older than Maria. You know why? Hmm. Did, did you read somewhere that she's 65? Yeah, it said in the, the libretto. 65. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because when she's singing, because in the, in the musical, on the Broadway musical, she sings, uh, what's that song? Raindrops Drops and Ropes. Yeah, right? my, my Favorite, favorite Things. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She sings that with her and she tells her that when I was a girl, I sang that song. Mm-hmm. And Maria's singing it. So that's true. That's like 20 years, right? I, I never thought she was 65. Yeah. I never played her 65. I always hmm. played her around 50, 45, 50.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. know. No.
0: But in any case, yeah. who cares? I know. It's an age. It is. Nothing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, you have that coming up and you also have another musical. Don't you have another musical job that you have?
1: Yes. So Pittsfield Players have a lot of events coming up. Um. The first one they have is their children's summer camp. It's the first one that they are doing, and they're doing the Magical Land of Oz. And um, that's going to be an amazing experience for those kids, because typically Pittsfield players only do uh, kids' workshop theater in the winter. And we're in the process of getting um, an HVAC system in the theater, because it's an old theater. It's it's considered historic. Scenic theater, right? It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, it was, used to be an old black and white movie theater, um, and it's, it's, it's just stunning, stunning. But now that we'll be able to have some air conditioning in the building, we're yeah. going to incorporate more things for the kids. And um, this time, for the, for the first time, it's going to be 100% free. Um, the $100 cost of the camp has been waived um, by the Pittsfield Players through a grant from the Foss Family Foundation. So cool. all, 35 kids are going to be able to go and have meals and sing and perform for free. Wow. Pretty great. Um, but because we, I mentioned the HVAC system, Pittsfield Players is putting on a fundraising event called Curtain Up and Evening of Music. Mm. And I'll be directing that. And when is that? That is September 9th. Beautiful. At 8 p.m. at the Scenic, we're raising about $50,000. And um, we've already had quite a few donations come in. So if you're interested in donating to that, feel free to visit our website at www.pittsfieldplayers.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to find it in our donations tab on the website. And I'm really excited about this because, you know, I uh, it's it's frustrating with me sometimes when I direct because I want to go all out. You know, mm-hmm. I want the pit. I want a big chorus. I, you know, want to do yeah. the thing and have it be a showstopper. And that's exactly what we're doing for this. We have Good. a little five-piece pit with some more students from UNH, um, live accompanist, Beautiful. and um, we'll be doing some Broadway-style medley cool shows. So hopefully be great. that'll be a good fundraiser for it, them i think it will be great mm-hmm. yeah i'm feeling really good about it so that's cool mm-hmm. good for you
0: all right we're gonna take a little break here wkxl 1450 a.m 103.9 fm Concord, and 101.9 fm in manchester this is jane cormier your host for artful living and uh, we will be right back Hello out there. Jane Cormier here. Artful Living is the show that you are listening to at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And of course, New Hampshire Talk uh, Today's segment has been old home week for you. For those of you listening, uh, old home week for me and my daughter, Catherine Martinez, who is the general manager here at WKXL. And she's also a member of the Pittsfield Players uh, for, what, the last 20 years? 12. 12, sorry. <laughs> you were 20 Not when there you started. Yet. Yes, I was there 20 when I started. There you go. There you go. Okay, 12, 12 years. 12 years, yes. And you're doing your headlining, you're directing mm-hmm. now. Um, a a show for them in September, which is going to be a
1: fundraiser. Yep, it's a fundraising event called Curtain Up, an Evening of Music. It's going to be a great event for about an hour and a half, um, showcasing some Broadway tunes and scene work and all of that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm Pittsfieldplayers.org if you want
0: some more information. And uh, we were talking about musicals. We were talking about um, how great and important they are for Certainly, American history, if not human history, and uh, Catherine is a wonderful soprano as well. So we were talking about her past roles. Now I'm going to delve into something that that's a little different. Okay. A couple of years ago, two, three years ago, you found yourself in a different media medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where were you? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: the The film medium yeah, is that what you're absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. Yes. I ended up in the reality documentary. world Mm -hmm. out in Las Vegas uh, about five years ago now. I think it'll be five years in July. Oh, mama Mm -hmm. mia. Yep. And um, I worked with a production company out in Las Vegas in um, paranormal reality documentary hard with the word paranormal, um, so we like to call it a historical documentary because it is in some ways as such, you know, walking in old buildings and telling the history of the place. But um, yes, it was a paranormal series called Ghost Girl Diaries, and um, we spent a lot of time filming filming a pilot episode in Chloride, Arizona. We did a big investigation there, submitted it to film festivals, um, and had a great time traveling and networking. Um, you know, submitted it to networks to try to get it on streaming platforms. So it was a very busy few years time, going yeah. back. I was going out to Vegas probably about, what, three to four times a year, sometimes for a month at a time mm-hmm. um, in post-production to help out our right. crew with editing
0: and stuff. People don't have any concept what the life what the lifetime is for making a film.
1: I think they think it's, you're doing it three weeks and then you're done, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's, it's hard because when you talk about film, there's... There's several different variations of film. More specifically, there's two categories. One is feature film, Mm -hmm. which is the movies you see in the big movie theaters. And then there's reality documentary, which is the world that I live in as a field producer. And they are two different things. Because you get a budget for multi-million dollars, you know, three to four years to make one giant movie. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Little Mermaid that just came out was filming in 2019. it took them that long and that that's a feature that's feature film life for me i prefer on a personal note reality documentary because it guarantees work Mm -hmm. you know if a season keeps getting renewed you're constantly working it is a faster paced environment you have to think on your feet because nothing is scripted in reality documentary as far as scripting goes of course there needs to be a character and a plot or a situation so you've got to label that but there's nothing written on paper Mm -hmm. or script so um I've gotten really good at moving quickly and, and working fast and on your <laughs> feet. In a busy environment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. And I was really grateful to have also gotten a lot of training in cinematography and also working in post production. So I also have video editing expertise, um, working with Premiere and audio editing obviously came a little bit more natural for me as an independent artist when I was mm-hmm. doing some independent work. I recorded and edited my own vocals to put out there uh, for people to listen to. So when I ended up working for WKXL as an audio producer, I kind of had that already under my belt, which was nice. And um, it's been really great too to mesh both worlds of film and radio because we are going to be incorporating more video with WKXL as well. Um, Probably actually, when is this airing next week? I think it's airing sometime next week. Um, We're going to have... Three cameras mounted in the guest room um, for live streaming, um, posting, you know, clips from interviews on social media. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Right. That's part of the growth curve you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you see how things go in a circle? Yeah. I mean, everything that you have done, right, in your young life has brought you to here to feed this this entity, Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's very interesting. And visual. Yeah. And music. And music. We have so much music here at the station. The station owner is such a staunch uh, supporter of music and arts which mm-hmm. I love and he supports he goes to all the all the shows as well that we're all in and we're all musicians here mm-hmm. I mean Ken I don't think he is I think he just loves music. but he loves but, music yes. but a lot of our producers here AJ Kierstead, that does the New England take he's mm-hmm. he plays guitar Steve Guerrera who's here um, you know he is in a band so it's nice to see things come full circle yeah. and still be able to pursue the things that you enjoy while in yeah. this environment
0: absolutely it's so cool I, I love working here right now because there is a sense that there's a theme moving forward that we're going to all be working together Yeah, to bring forward. And I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. I think that there is a dire need to have a community entity that people can lock into. We're seeing a lot of community par- partnering everywhere you go you see it everywhere it's almost a financial necessity these days that any organization partner with other organizations for the funding it helps both organizations to do that but this one's a little different because it's sort of the microcosm to allow other groups to work together through WKXL right Mm because because you're the station Mm -hmm. you know you can bring all of these other groups together and bring them on the platform and um, it's like one family
1: we have that luxury because we're we are independent and we're not under a corporate thumb, which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah. We get that flexibility to be able to ask our partners, our sponsors, our advertisers, what can what can we do for you? What can we do for you? Right. Um, it's kind of like a you know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours type of thing, but we follow through mm-hmm. and that follow through builds. Trust and and relationship and um, lifelong friends, you know. We're hoping to have some more little social gatherings here at the station as well. Little little, uh, dinner meets or, you know, meetups with our sponsors and, you know, get to know everyone and have it be that family aspect. Actually do
0: get to know them. Yes. How novel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many independent stations are there? Do you know?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't know but off it's the top a dying
0: breed from what I understand because there's not a, many a lot in New Hampshire, I know uh, many independent radio stations, some of whom I had been on through the years, were over like repurchased, were purchased by corporate, you know a corporate media. Yeah
1: um,
0: I think that happens quite a bit. The fact that, that you've been able to stay independent, um, I think speaks to WKXL.:
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm trying to look online now to see Independent Radio Stations. Yeah, how yeah. many we ha- how many there are. Wow. Um I guess they're under the category of private. They would be considered private really? radio station. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, private
1: radio station. I would have think thought
0: independent was a much better.
1: Yeah. Word. It's listed under the format of private. That's interesting. Okay. Um I'm not seeing any but ours. I think it's pretty
0: I think it's turning into a rare bird.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of them too, a lot of radio, um, surprisingly enough, what I'm finding is a, I'm finding a lot of radio stations out of schools and colleges and really? um, yeah, like they have little media businesses Hubs. within the uh-huh. school, um, you know, so wow. that's pretty cool. But a lot of it's turning into podcasting now too, so that, that could be categorized as a station, oh, depending getcha. on how you're so airing it. So that's maybe it.
0: why the full station has sort of, you know that we don't have many independent stations now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz
0: people can sort of blog on their own now. They can. But still I think that the entity that the community can enjoy through a radio station like WKXL is beyond beyond money. It's beyond worth what what How valuable it is. Yeah. You know,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's great. It is great. That's good to know. So, Catherine, everybody's been walking through your life, right? (laughs) From the beginning when you were a kid starting out on the stage and look at all the things that you've done and where you are. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself going in the future?
1: You know, I'm still figuring that out. And I think I think I've always embodied the energy of being a leaf in the wind and taking in as much as I can and learning as much as I can and just kind of seeing where it takes me and where I land is where I land. Really? Um, yeah. Cause I just, I love meeting new people. I love learning new things and, and doing all the things and um, you know, like we said, everything ends up coming full circle eventually. So you end up doing a little bit of everything in everything that you had already been learning. Yeah. So um, but, you know, it's it right now it's with WKXL. Right. It's really building the foundations of, of this business and, um, you know, this station and getting it where it needs to be and where it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm focusing on yeah. right now.
0: Well, I think you're well on your way getting that done. It's, it's exciting to see everything that's going on in here.
1: It is. Yeah. It's hard for me to not put more on my plate than there already is because yeah. wow. you get very excited and passionate about doing things. It's... And then you it's hard. You want to move quick and then you're like, crap, I can't move quick. That's right. <laughs> you, <know>? you have <laughs> so, to you
0: have to go, oh my goodness, yeah, I've got enough on my plate.
1: Yes. So I guess you're
0: going to have to learn how to, uh, how to work that one. Balance it. Balance it, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it can be overwhelming. I mean, you're doing all of these shows. You're editing all of the shows. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing the administrative tasks that a general manager general would have manager. to do. Mm-hmm. And plus meeting all these new entities and bringing them together and bringing them on board. Mm-hmm. It's a big job. Yeah, it's and learning. Job. And I'm
1: still learning on this job. I mean... Right. I think that's important for any position, you know, yeah. no matter what you're doing, is to be open minded and yeah, learn as much going as you with can. It. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pretty cool. It is cool. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Good job. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I know, isn't
0: this, I told you it was old home week. This is just no. very, very fun. All right, so that's our show this week at Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host. Thank you, Catherine Martinez. And uh, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Thanks you, our listeners, for coming and listening to Artful Living this week. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of week, and we'll be here next week for you.